you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 100, our first ever live show. This was recorded on August the 6th, 2017, in front of an audience at the Calthorpe Arms in London. Big thank you to everyone who came out to see it, and a special thank you to Caitlin Benedict for recording our show, and to Lucy Harrison for all her help on the day. Enjoy the show. I'm Rosie, I'm Jessica, and you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun. Yay! Hello, thank you very much. Uh, hi Jessica, how are you? I'm, I'm very well, thank you. I'm glad that you start that because I was just having a lovely time listening to the music. Yeah, it could have just played up for two minutes and yeah. we'd have just ended it. Um, uh, hello everybody, and we are in front of a live studio slash room above a pub audience for the live 100th episode of our podcast. Five and a bit years. Yes, because we do not necessarily we, stick to a schedule. We did not line up our timing it's there. Free no, that's fine, that's fine. Um, uh, so we will be doing a sort of, sort of fairly normal run through of uh, the normal layout programming schedule. That's the one um, uh, of how an episode goes, but with uh, running order, running order, uh, added <laughs> intrigue. So we're going to start uh, as we always do with the intro, aka. Uh, what have we been up to? Um, so, Jessica, what what, uh, what, uh, what have we been up to? We went to Yelk. We went to Yelk, which is the... You can young... explain what that is. I just like shouting Yelk. Yeah, because I like saying, I'm going to Yelk, because it makes it sound like people need to bring a bucket. Um, <laughs> uh, we went to the Young Adult Literature Conference, um, which was part of LFCC? Yes, which London is... Film and Comic Con Convention. Mm. Um, uh, we went to that the other weekend. Um, and it's uh, upstairs, and it's a lot less crowded and it's just full of um, book nerds as opposed to generic nerds. Um, uh, and that was a, a fun weekend. We started, uh, as we meant to go on, we went and got a coffee. Yes. Um, we spent a long time at, what was that train station? Walden Chase. Not no, Brompton something, Park. Anyway, we ended up at a train station for train a station really long time. Train station neither of us had ever been to before, but we were there for about half an hour. Um, and then we got to the Kensington Olympia um, to go to Yalk. Um, and uh, uh, Jessica, did you enjoy it? I did. I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, we got a lot of freebies. <laughs> I got two free canvas bags, um, despite the fact that previously all our organisation had been about bringing canvas bags. Uh, yeah, to paraphrase Tim Minchin, take your canvas bag with you when you go to the <laughs> Young Adult Literature <laughs> <literally, literally laughs> Convention. It doesn't scan, but it's true. It doesn't fit the work you know. um, uh, And uh, so we got loads of free canvas bags, and then we didn't do any of our shopping until an hour before it closed, and it was the last day. So there were some crazy bargains to be had, including oh, amazing bargain. one place that was doing... What was it? Five books for five pounds? No, they were doing... They were just books for a pound. Books for a pound. It wasn't even a deal. Like, you didn't even have to spend a certain amount. I got a book for a pound. Yes. I got the um, Reductress book. The Reductress is like The Onion, but specifically for feminism. Uh, so they have a book called How to Win at Feminism, which would have cost me... It has like a cover price like sixteen ninety nine. A pound! I got uh, Daughter of the Burning City by Amanda Foody, which I had not come across before. Um... Don't I don't remember what it's about, otherwise I'd tell you. No, I've got my list here. So I've got uh, Seasonally, Crisises, I'll Be Home for Christmas, a collection of festive short stories. <laughs> but it's for, for charity. It's for charity. Uh, I don't think it was discounted. It I don't think it was. I think that was, that was like, like a standard fibre. Um, uh, I got a book called The Boy, the Bird and the Coffee Coffee Maker. The, the Coffin Maker. Ma- yeah. That would be so much weirder. <laughs> if it was like a weird children's book about a percolator um, by Matilda Woods, which I got so excited by because the print is blue. Like, who's. It did look really nice. Who's it's really, like, like, smart looking. I looked to people behind the store, I was like, but the print's blue, and they were like, we know. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all anyone's talked about the whole weekend. Yeah, pretty much. Um, 
And so, so there was like a big theme in children's books that we could find this weekend, which was um, dead siblings, say nothing. Dying, um, dying parents. Dying parents. Most of the parents weren't dead yet. Uh, deaf mutes is a big trend for 2017. Yeah, very, very in. Um, so finally I found a book that seemed like uh, jolly. Because some of them you'd be like, this is a great premise. And it'd be like, when her best friend dies... You know, like when everyone dies. And her father is dying. Um, so then I found a book called The Mystery of the Clockwork Sparrow, which is about a series of mysteries set in an upmarket department store. And I was like, oh yes, this is where I am. Yeah, Whimsy, that's thank bit, you. Yeah, that's a bit better. It's got um, like gold filigree on the cover and tea cakes and stuff. Yes. There, there were three in the series, but I thought that would be a bit much to buy all three to start with. Yeah, 50 people that somebody eats tea cakes at some point in that book. Yes. Um, I did a... Uh, find replace in the manuscript of the book I'm writing and out of 45,000 words there are 74 references to tea story checks out yeah. it's, it's really too many for a children's book because 8 year olds don't they're not always like oh you know what's been really fun watching CBBC and having a lovely cup of Earl Grey I had a really hard day at nursery school I'm going to go and put the kettle on what, what, when do children go to school I know that you're old but like there's... you said CBBC and I thought CBBS and I got confused no I watched CBBS I was thinking about Chris Evans reading good. bedtime stories as well oh yeah yeah, well, aren't we all? Um, yeah. Chris Evans, Captain America, not Billy Piper's former husband. Um, no, CBBS is where you get to watch Timmy Time, so it's kind of my favourite channel. We also, well, we did, uh, there was a three for ten pounds that we co-bought, yes, we, yeah. and, and I got a book called How to Find Love in a Bookshop. Uh, it hasn't worked, but um, <laughs> we'll, we'll try. Um, uh, and a book called The Seventh Miss Hatfield, which is about somebody who gets tricked into living forever. It sounds like the Santa Claus, but... With um, the Santos Tuck everlasting, yeah. yeah. Um, I say I'm looking forward to borrowing that from you when you finish it. Yes, we did do a lot of going. Oh, I'll buy that book, and the other one going. Oh, don't worry, I bought that last year. What's it like? I don't know. Don't I haven't know, read haven't yet. Read uh, because I started reading the books I bought at the last Yalk uh, four days before we went. Oh, that's really good. I have read none of them. Okay, well, I've read a third of one, which I thought was quite poor. Um, uh, so, oh, but yes, because you had to text me from the coffee shop here and say I'm reading. It's bad. It's bad. bad. It was real bad. It was also much. I thought it was YA, but it was much lower YA. So I was like, oh, I'll take this book out and read. I've got to finish it because it only took me half an hour to read a third of it. So I started reading a book on the train the other day, which I I didn't get it. Yuck! I'd misremembered it as being YA. And it's not, like, about um, 20 pages in, it has a bit with an industrial accident and somebody loses faith in his legs. <laughs> <laughs> what hilarity. Like that book I read. The book pulping machine. What? <laughs> uh, I, like that book I, I once read. I was going to lend it to you and not tell you because it's almost... Oh, no, there's another twist which I won't tell you because okay. it's brilliant. Do you remember uh, the book I read where half... like two? It's always talking about this guy and he's done a terrible thing and you're not sure what it, it is. And actually it's... <laughs> <laughs> two thirds of the way through it, you find that that he was looking after his friend's baby, and he stood up and he got cramped and he dropped the baby. <laughs> but it was all about the fact that his leg had gone to sleep, and the whole plot of this not that he killed the baby. Yeah, the whole plot of this uh, book revolved around a man getting uh, badly timed pins and needles. It was it was poor, amazing. Um, we also had a fun sleepover weekend. We did. Which is what I put on my notes. Do you want to know about the books I bought? I think the people are only interested. Yes, I do. I mean, I can talk more about the book pulping machine. Um, no, anyway. I think um, we're okay. I'm just thinking of the end of uh, Alan Partridge series three, where he goes and watches his own book get pulped. But it being Alan Partridge, he's yeah, like, he doesn't get hello. Stuck in it's hilarious. Yeah. That's my Alan Partridge impression. We'll move on. Um, what book did you? Well, buy? third of the three for ten pounds. One we got uh, it was a book called Versions of Us by Laura Barnett um, about a couple that meet at Oxford University in the 1950s. That's all I know. So I, I know that's been advertised on the tube. 
oh, well, there you go. And it had a really nice cover that drew us in. And then we're like, is the story as good as the front page? We don't know. Mm, usually not. Usually not. And I got a book called Goldfish Boy by Lisa Thompson about a 12-year-old with um, really crippling obsessive compulsive disorder who thinks that it's his fault that he can't leave the house. Ha ha! <laughs> um, <laughs> I laughed so hard. <laughs> it had a really um, sort of it's jaunty bleak. cartoon cover. It's bleakness. Oh, I didn't realise it was that bleak. Yeah, I reread the back of it. It's like, oh, he's like really guilt ridden as well. Yeah, like we picked up one book and we were it's like, not oh, just this looks like fun. It's so tragic. <laughs> and still, I went back for it. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what, how it pans out. What you oh, I also got uh, Divergent Insurgent and Allegiant by Veronica Roth. Ah, uh, yes. For the sum total of two quid. Suggestive Digestive. There's a thing on uh, the yeah. Mark Kermode and Simon Mayo podcast when the second one came out, which is Insurgent, but they called it Divergent Colon Insurgent, which is a very stupid <laughs> Divergent Insurgents, and they kept calling it Suggestive Digestive. <laughs> I'd read that book. I'd, I'd read a book about a Suggestive Digestive. I mean, I've actually digest- read the first Actually, I've had a Suggestive Digestive. It's those chocolate ones that have sneaky caramel <laughs> underneath, because you're like, I'll have a chocolate digestive. Oh, how suggestive of you. <laughs> You've got caramel underneath. Um, yeah, I've read, I've read the first two, so I just need to read the third and find out what's going on. Oh, I see. They haven't, made a th- they haven't made a film of the third one, so I'm going to have to commit and read. Are they going to, or did that not pan out like that? No, one? I think they had to make it into a TV movie because everyone lost interest or something. That I don't is know. mega awks. Really awkward, but there's going to be like a series or something. I'd rather read the books, to be honest. The books right. are better than the film, as is often the way. And you bought a fourth one. No, that was it. What was Daughter of the Burning City? I've already told you about that. I wasn't listening, no. So we had a sleepover weekend. Um... Do you remember that? Vaguely. Where was it? Your house. Right, cool. I stayed over for two nights. I'm your sister. Well, that's what that was. Yes. Um, we wrote a really good to-do list at the we beginning did. of the weekend. And we did, like, everything on it. Which is kind pretty of surprising much. for us, I'm not going to lie. Some of it was, like, small. Do a jigsaw. That took ages. You <laughs> had to make me go to bed because I was doing the jigsaw too late. Um, but we, we did a jigsaw. We went to a farmer's market. We dyed my hair. All of these are the same we level of priority. We um, did those hilarious charcoal face masks that people do on uh, YouTube, and then yeah, well, you cut yourself stuck. and it looks very racist. And you have like a shiny <laughs> black um, uh, face mask. So you have to leave it. It said half an hour. We left it. I had to leave it like forty-five it minutes. D- it took way longer than that. And then you set. have to peel it off, and uh, it takes up all of your facial hair at the same time. It is a real experience. Don't get it anywhere near your eyebrows. Oh no! And, well, I found out apparently I have a very hairy jawline. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's actually it's all the like really tiny downy like, ones. Normal, like, normal face hair. Apparently, yeah. And then, um, very stressful. Uh, I mean, my eyes did water, but it was so as pain. Um, that was fun. And then we did sheet masks, which is really fun because everyone looks like a murderer. I wasn't one. sold on those. Yeah. Well, you're incorrect because they look like a murderer and you get smooth skin. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the dream! I mean, who said I don't look like a murderer anyway? That's the thing about them. They look like all of us. Yep. Who's to say? Um, uh, <laughs> we played with your hamster Lola. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she um, loves you. She's indifferent. She's No, she, unlike the cat called Lola, who I met the week before, who did love me so much, she brought me two dead mice. <laughs> <laughs> that is true devotion. Um, that was fun. Have you done anything else? Uh, we went to Pizza Pilgrims. We did, which I knew because they'd been on Mary Berry's cookery show. That's uh, how often I am on Yeah, we, we, didn't, we didn't see the, the pilgrims themselves, but we ate some really good pizza. It was really cheap. You can get a, a meal for seven pounds. Mine was five pounds fifty, and we ate in. But we played a premium to have cheese. <laughs> um, these are facts. We did that. What's Olops? Our Ladies of Perpetual Sucker. Oh, that's where you work. Oh, I can, well, we'll edit that out. Well, well that's fine because by the time this comes out, I'll have left. When do you leave? When the show finishes. When does the show finish? The second of September. Well, that is soon. That is soon. <laughs> does anyone want to hire me? No. Okay. Cool. On the basis of this, what did you think of Olops, Rosie? 
I thought it was the greatest play I've ever seen. I knew it. No, I really enjoyed it. Um, it is uh, filth. Really grubby. It is. It is absolute filth. Start to finish, absolutely disgusting. Um, an absolutely disgusting piece of improvisation. Well, yes, it is basically. Um, but the music is delightful. The music no, it's is real, beautiful. It was really good. Uh, I think it makes the music more beautiful. Audience member Lucy, did you enjoy it? I did indeed. See, it's, everyone loved it. Um, yeah, it was really fun. Um, although I know it's only an hour and forty, but I could have done with an interval because then you'd be delightfully surprised by how short the acts are. That's because true. they like this act only 45 you minutes. Are, you are told at the beginning as you go, and don't, don't be surprised, there's no interval, it's only an hour and 40. If you I need wasn't to drink surprised, it right now. but it's like, there's a point where I'm like, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, I knew I got to go home for just a long time. I have a very short attention span. <laughs> um, what? But who? What? Hmm? Um, but no, it was good fun. It was, it was good, Scottish, filthy fun. My favourite. Um, that's, that's my intro done. Cool. I didn't write my song down, but my song fits in this in this gap. Okay, good. Because I'm actually ready to play oh my it. God, it's like if we get it's so exciting. So this week, I don't think I've had it before, but Rosie texted me to say pick something upbeat. But well, we discovered going through our playlist just now that most of mine is upbeat, so I don't know who you were telling. Um, and I've gone for Save Ferris doing Come on Eileen, not Dexy's Midnight Runners, because they have a brass section. Everything's better with a brass section. No, this is the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like late 90s, early noughties ska, but then you can imagine the dungarees on the top. I can imagine them. <laughs> Do I have to? <laughs> yes. I'm going to draw you a picture and stick it on the ceiling above your bed. <laughs> How are you going to get into my house? Just turn up. We can listen to the whole thing. No, we're just doing a listen to a flavour of it because we can. Because we've got. Wait, I want to hear the Tulai Ruwait. That's not what it's called. Where does it go? Well, here it's at the end. No, they do that into the. Oh god, yeah. See, it's taken "Come On Eileen" and then somehow removed everything I enjoyed about it. (laughs) (laughs) Why is it so slow? Is this slow? Is this slow? Yeah. <laughs> what have you got? I bet it's rubbish. Okay, only if you don't like one of the most famous and well-respected bands of the entire 20th century. Surprise, I went for a normal song. I mean, it's not like one of their regular songs, but anyway, we'll, we'll get there. Spoiler alert. Will we? Oh, I was going to make a spoiler alert, sorry. Oh, well. Top fives! Top fives. Okay, usually we have a pre-recorded jingle. As of about 70 episodes ago, which I didn't tell Jessica was coming. That was just a fun surprise because I'd got bored at home. I was listening for quality assurance. <laughs> what the hell is this? Um, turns out, really no, good. I can't do harmonies. It doesn't stop me. Um, so uh, our first ever, we do, every episode we do a top five um, where we arbitrarily rank things, but we don't even rank them. We just create a top five. It's in no particular order. In no particular order. order. Um, and our first ever top five uh, back in March 2012 was our top five films. Um, so this week... And for episode 100, we'll be doing our top five films since 2012. I like how you've written down my top five as if I wouldn't be able to remember them, even though I texted you them yesterday. I, I know, but I, I and actually, I wrote this out for best. I wrote a rough version, and then I nice. wanted a nice version. Cool. Um, I had no idea what my previous top five were. I could have told you that Crank was on there. Well, okay, that's fine. Um, yes, we all know that Crank was listed as one of my top five films in our first episode, and... Not to spoil anyone, but I did watch Crank 2 High Voltage last week, so who's to say what's going to happen? Um, uh, so it's an even-numbered episode, so it's m- me going first. I should read out my previous top five. 
Number one. Number one. In no particular order. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Woo! Correct. <laughs> Criminally underrated, but terrific. Uh, some like it hot. The Royal Tenenbaums. Uh, the Muppet Christmas Carol. And Yay. Crank. <laughs> <laughs> Crank is a film in which Jason Statham is poisoned, but it's it's speed with a man instead of a bus. <laughs> and he has to keep adrenaline above a certain level, including he like he puts his hand in a waffle iron, <laughs> he takes loads of um like antihistamines at the same time, he steals a motorbike, uh, he falls out of a helicopter, it's amazing. <laughs> it's the greatest film ever made in two thousand and six, starring Jason Statham and called Crank. Um so uh so so we've got a top five. And mine entirely film are uh, entirely films that have come out since two thousand and twelve because um like all cool people, I have a spreadsheet of every film I've seen since the beginning of January twenty fourteen. Um so I can tell you uh exactly when I saw them and through what medium so I could find out when things were I I'd wish end. I had one of those spreadsheets. Luckily I could whiff- whiffle down. So I did write a long list and then I whiffled it down to just things that have come out since since March 2012. Um, so two months after we started the podcast, a little a little film came out by the name of Moonrise Kingdom, sit back and also you. known as the greatest film ever made. Um, so uh, I was listening back to our first episode, and I was like, yeah, I quite like Wes Anderson. I guess I've seen like, some of his songs, but my favourite is Real Tenenbaums. I was like, who are you? What is wrong with you? Um, Moonrise Kingdom is the uh, perfect film. Um, it's my favourite film, and uh, it's really good that it came out only ten weeks after this show started, because I list, what what did you know Ratatouille had come out in two thousand and nine? I didn't include that. I did. It wasn't even in the honourable mentions because I didn't know that it was that old, and I googled it yesterday. I know because I was going to include it, and I loved. I would now say Ratatouille is one of my top five films, but so it many films are really old. Counts in neither of these lists. Um, did you but, know Whip It came out in two thousand and nine? Oh, Jim you know, Crank came out in two thousand and six. Crank two came out in two thousand and nine, so it wasn't even eligible. But mainly, it's crap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad. Um, Moonrise Kingdom is my favourite film. Is Wes Anderson is bad. Scouting. It is about pure romantic adolescent love, and um, a dog gets stabbed with scissors. That's not the main thing. Was that he happens. a good dog? Who's to say? Um, it's a really good line, you guys. I feel like you didn't react. Um, it's the most amazing film in the world. Um, no, you see, because uh, the final line of the film is "See you tomorrow," and it's this really optimistic film. Um, and so, like, Susie lives at a place called Summer's End, and it's all about like the end of summer. Yet the film has an optimistic looking to the future turn, yeah. unlike, yeah. say, the Grand Budapest Hotel, yeah. which is arbitrarily pessimistic when it ends. And thus, when it got an Oscar nomination, everyone was like, "Yeah, it's better than Moonrise Kingdom." They were all lying to themselves and to the public at large. Number two, <laughs> what we do in the shadows. Yeah. yeah, this is um, uh, by Taika Waititi, um, at, who directed Hunt for the Wilder People and many an episode of Flight of the Concords, and it's directing the next Thor film, and it's going to be great. Yay! Because it's Chris Hemsworth and his enormous arms. Where yes. do you get them? <laughs> um, but done by Taika Waititi, who's amazing. You look so unsold. I know you don't watch them. Well, we just before this started, we had a conversation about the fact that I've not actually seen any Thor films. And, um, yeah. Um, so what we do in, a shad- in the shadows oh, is a mockumentary about uh, vampires in a flat share um, in New Zealand. And my beloved Murray from Flight of the Concords, who is my favourite human in the world, present, uh, turns up <laughs> and he's a werewolf. And he has to remind people that we're werewolves, not swearwolves. <laughs> and they're going to do a spin-off called Werewolves. Werewolves. <laughs> werewolves. Were- were- Number three... <laughs> Um, number three is Populaire, which is a French romantic comedy about competitive typing. Um, uh, it's set in the 1960s, 50s, yeah, 60s. Yeah, like late 50s. It's after the war, um, and it's about a lady who 
becomes a secretary, but she's not very good, but she types really fast. I, her, I mean, that's generous to say she's not very good, she's rubbish. But her incredibly handsome employer realises she types so fast, he can make her into a competitive speed typer. And then they fall in love. That's basically on the front cover, so it's not really a spoiler. And because it's French, there's also a rude scene in the middle. Which <laughs> um, doesn't match uh, any of the rest of the film. Like, anyway. la, la, la. Oh, no. And then it continues. <laughs> um, uh, number four, Paddington. Um, an unexpected delight for me. Um, did I cry within the first five minutes? Yes, I did. Uh, it's about bears and why London is such a great city and London is open, as our mayor always says. Um, and also, it's... Have you seen it? No. Oh, you're so wrong <laughs> in that choice. Um, uh, yeah, it's... When it first came, the picture came out, and it was like this dead-eyed CGI bear. And I was like, nope, I'm out. That's an abomination unto the Lord. Um, but actually, it was great, and it's adorable, and it's got... Uh, and there's going to be a sequel, and I'm very excited, because Hugh Grant's playing a bad guy, and I'm a big fan of Hugh Grant. Especially playing bad guys. Yeah, because I love him in... Um, Pirates and an adventure with scientists. Oh, yeah, actually, no, that's his best role. Which is not a bad guy, guy in, yeah. but I like him in like wacky children's films. And number five, let it go. Oh god, let it go. I'm the one who's not supposed to sing, and then yeah, you you're not supposed singing. to sing. Never said I wasn't. Oh, um, right. Frozen, uh, which came out in January 2014, and it's been a big influence on me and my life and uh, you. And it's about. Should I tell them what Frozen is about? So Frozen. It's a little bit obscure, <laughs> so you might have you to. You might not have encountered it. It's a Disney film about two sisters. One of whom is very clumsy and adorable, and one of whom is dead inside. Um, and uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why it really spoke to me. Okay, cool story. Um, Great story, actually. It won an Oscar. It did. It did win an Oscar. Did it? Adele Dazeem. Yeah. Well, cool. It's your turn now. Excellent. I was just checking that there wasn't going to be any more frozen chat. No? Okay, cool. Oh, no. I mean, I can tell you more about Grand 2 Eye Voltage. It's very bad. He gets his heart stolen by Chinese mobsters. Like Paul Dumas. With all of them. With all of them. Okay, so my top five films from uh, 2012 were Amelie. Well, like, generally, I think they are still the top five. Amelie, Practical Magic, Back to the Future, Some Like It Hot, and Newsies. In no particular order, but Back to the Future is obviously the best, obviously. Um, and I don't know that any of the new ones have, like knocked any of them off the list yeah me my, loads of mine yeah well I mean Ratatouille has and that's before that's I would true. say that it's now Scott Pilgrim Ratatouille Moonrise Kingdom Up a Christmas Carol Crank <laughs> Crank Crank's holding fast cool uh, he puts his hand in a waffle iron because he needs the adrenaline I'm just gonna just gonna dive straight in. Um, so the other thing we did last weekend was we watched Hail Caesar which I had actually seen before Rosie hadn't no um, and I think that's a brilliant film and it is... I don't know how to begin describing it. So it's a Coen Brothers film about like the old Hollywood system. It's like system. an ode to the Hollywood system. And it had a reveal that I didn't think was that impressive and made Rosie like gasp out loud like a party. <laughs> it was, it was actually amazing. actually I didn't. She laughed forever. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it at all. Anyway, it's beautiful. More importantly, the film that I actually really want to watch is the um, Sailor film that Channing Tatum is making with a dance mm. number in the middle of it. No days. I want somebody to make that film. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, but you know, you can dream. Uh, I have Hidden Figures, which yes. was mm-hmm. delightful. Um, and I actually managed to see in the cinema. I'd never go to the cinema, but I like, did manage to see that there. So that was pretty good work by me. Thanks. Yeah. Um, and if anyone's not seen it, it is about the um, computers. Computers meaning people, not machines. Um, and these are all African-American women who work for NASA in the 60s, in the lead up to the moon launch. And it's like lovely and delightful, and they're all really successful. 
and it's really really cool. Yes, I loved that film. Love there's it. a bit where it quite early on in the film you see like the camera goes down a corridor and there's a door outside there's a sign outside the door that says coloured computers and my dumb brain was like, I didn't know they had coloured screens in the sixties. I was like, Oh no, it's racist, that's very different. <laughs> So, yeah, but, you know, they're smashing the system. And then they went on, and one of them met Obama. And they, they had a, for one, apparently. a really great sequence of them marching purposefully down a hall. I love a film where people march purposefully down a hall <laughs> in, a, in a big group, and it, like, scrolls up to the feet of women marching angrily. It was great. Um, I also have Popular, because it's amazing, beautiful, and delightful. Um, and the crucial thing to know is that when she's first typing, she only types with her index finger, so she does everything like this. And then to get her to speed type properly, he paints her nails different colours, and then paints the keys on the keyboard, so that she does she lines them up and yeah. does Mavis Beacon touch typing. And then she ends up getting just coloured stuff on everything, so it doesn't work out that well. No. no. I don't know what nail varnish was made of in the 50s, but it doesn't work, apparently. I don't know. A question for the Q&A, question. I guess. Okay. <laughs> And then I sort of, I like panicked over, well, a message I sent you yesterday was, what are films? Um, I can't remember any of the films I've ever seen. So, um, Ghostbusters. Only you had a spreadsheet. <laughs> Ghostbusters. The, the new lady The one. new lady one, obviously. Yeah. Um, really what I want is Kate McKinnon dancing with both torches. That's, that's, I think the word we're looking for is apocalypse. Yes. I love her. And her son, who was a cat. Nina. She goes on talk shows and talks about, about her cat. Who she found around the back of a pizzeria. He's, He's called Nino. Very fat as well, I believe. He's very fat. She really like Kate McKinnon. <laughs> so yeah, so really my fifth choice is Kate McKinnon dancing with Blake Torches, but surrounded by the film that is Ghostbusters. Mm. Well, that was the summer that I saw two films in the cinema, and they were Ghostbusters and Suicide Squad. So really, by comparison, one comes out. I can't a lot believe better. that didn't make your list. No, well, we you have to do it honourable mention. So maybe, yeah, maybe plucky little Suicide Squad yeah, will can get up. by, even oh, though I. Good. Hate it. Oh no, don't remind me. Why why do I live in a world where we can say the Oscar winning film Suicide Squad? Do you have any honourable mentions? No, I'm sad now. Oh. Um, yes, I have many. I have Hail Caesar. Yep. Um Hunt for the Wild People. Yep. Um uh, which is amazing and uh, has a great song that I like to sing around the house. Um Big Hero Six. Which oh, is I watched that this week. So good. It's really cute. Yeah. No, uh, just me. No, I got it. Baymax. La, la, la. Yeah, la, la, la. And it's got a big, like, lovely robot. Um, uh, and Behind the Candelabra, which was is yep, the uh, biopic about Liberace <laughs> that I paid to see in the cinema and have videoed and watched on purpose twice. Um, <laughs> mainly because Rob Lowe... Not in the cinema, off the telly. <laughs> oh yeah, I wasn't sitting there like, no one's going to notice this in the Exeter picture house. Um, I was on a long holiday and there was nothing to do on Sunday in Exeter, um, which makes it sound like I was forced to go and see Behind the Candelabra. Um, yeah, and it's about uh, Liberace, who's played by Michael Douglas. Things I learned in the first ten minutes, love the music of Liberace. So that was something I had to I don't think through. I could um, pick Liberace. Imagine a piano, a piano, a piano, but incredibly camp. Okay, cool. Right. Um, and Rob Lowe plays his plastic surgeon and has his face all taped back. And he's like, yes, we can do that plastic surgery. It's fine. You won't be able to close your eyes when you sleep. And a bit later, there's a uh, scene with Michael Douglas. And Matt Damon, who plays his boyfriend, looks over at him. And Michael Douglas is asleep like this. <laughs> <laughs> For our listeners at home, I had my eyes open. Um, uh, that is really good. Um, oh, do you have honourable mentions? Like, well, I do. I mean, I, you know, I was so entranced by this whole Liberace thing. Real good film, you guys. They, it, was, it, it didn't get a cinema release in the US because they're big homophobes. But I'm not. No, you said it. So, um, I, I have Frozen on my list. Let hey. it go. Um, I have Inner World because that was really good. Yes, that is a... We've talked about it on the, on the podcast before, but it was really cool. It's about a trailer voiceover. I really like Lake Bell as well. 
And I don't think it's because I'm biased because I went to college with her. Did you go to college with her? No, well, we went to the same college. She wasn't there at the time. She wasn't there at the time, I've never met her. Zootropolis, which I also watched. Really good. Really cute. Um, I'm sorry, bunnies can call other bunnies cute, but you can't call the bunny cute. That's an important lesson for us. We learned from Zootropolis. Yeah. Um, I've got Carol. I've never seen Carol. It is really charming. Okay. And it's got um, Kate Blanchett in the most fantastic fur coats. Well, maybe that's why I haven't seen it. Yeah, so opposed. I'd have to throw red paint at the screen. Well, that would really ruin your TV, wouldn't it? <laughs> I feel like I'd be punishing myself. Guardians of the Galaxy? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Star Wars The Force Awakens? Oh, that is a good film. Yeah, and actually, maybe that, that should have... That nearly edged out Ghostbusters, but, like, I am an aunt. And Ghostbusters, um, as Kate McKinnon dancing with the torches. I've got Song of the Sea, which is an Irish animation about selkies. I've heard of that, but I've never seen it. Oh, it's it. so good. It's super adorable. You've seen it right, Caitlin. Audience member nods her head <laughs> for the listeners at home. Could you nod louder? Yes. <laughs> um, more? Uh, Moana, which I watched at work. Last yes, week. I've not I'm seen sorry, Moana I watched yet. that without you, but they've just put it's on our TV, so you can come to my house. Uh, or I'll get now. I'll get my own house, whatever. I've got Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. It's so good. Okay. It's just fast cars and Charlie's Theron. And it's really good because she's got no hair in that, which is better than the hair she has in Fast and Furious 8, which is a white person with dreads. Mm. Um, I did really like Fast and Furious 8 though Cause just the, for the bit with the, with the, with the baby mm-hmm. okay so there are two bits I really like oh, there's Jason Statham fighting his way <laughs> he's not speed in this point but he's got to take a baby out of a plane and he has to fight his way from the front of the plane to the back of the plane while holding the baby and it's really good and he, it's mainly shot from the baby's perspective <laughs> <laughs> so you mainly get Jason Statham's face being like you're right there kid yeah and then he goes up and punches some people and there's another bit where there's a nuclear missile at, oh no it's just a missile missile I apologise I don't want to over dramatise it but there's a big missile coming and Dwayne the Rock Johnson punches it into another direction <laughs> and they are trying to outrun a Russian submarine in cars <laughs> and Charlize Theron makes all of the self-driving cars in New York drive out of multi-story car parks I don't know why I've never seen this well we paid an absolute bomb to go and see it and it was really painful because it was like 16 pounds but also worth it that's really upsetting uh, I mean although you have also described it all to me in quite close detail so I probably didn't yeah need but it's to really fun because you get to say Jason Statham fights with a baby which makes it sound like he's it's Jason Statham versus a baby uh, I said pitch perfect. I have Sean the Sheep. They're very similar. <laughs> um, Sean the Sheep is really good because there's a bit where they describe, themse- they disguise themselves as humans and he puts on Timmy the tiny lamb like a Sean the Sheep 90s backpack. That is, that's such a niche reference but I really appreciate mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. There's probably less projectile vomiting in that than there is in Pitch Perfect. Oh, 100% less. Cool, cool. I've run out of films. Oh, oh also I saw, I saw Tangled since then but I, it was released before that but well I really if we're like... talking about films we've seen since then I'll fire up the spreadsheet really... let's put it this way I saw 181 films in 2014 I really like Tangled Rosie do you want a, a medal? I love Tangled too talk about um, when I find my song talk about Flynn Rider and his disappointing second career in the parade so if you go to Disney we which haven't, we did which we did we haven't quite worked out exactly how they divvy up all the casting for their parades, for, for the well, for the, like the general park people, because we met the princesses because we had lunch with the Disney princesses, obviously. Yeah. Um, and they said, "Are you going to watch the parade later?" And Rosie said, "Yes." And, they, and, and Rapunzel said, "Oh God, I'll see." Well, she didn't say, "Oh my God, that's not what Rapunzel said." She like, said, "Oh, lovely, I'll see you there." And Rosie said, "Will it be the same Rapunzel?" I went, "Probably not." It was a different ass Rapunzel guy. She had a different face. But um, 
we're guessing that <laughs> maybe different us two people. <laughs> <laughs> people are hired for just parade general. Mm-hmm. Um, because Flynn Rider was also playing a farmer in the um, in the Harvest Theme Parade. Yeah, because I was like, mm, Flynn Rider, hello, Eugene. Um, yeah, we, so we decided that Flynn is in the evening parade and Eugene is in the rest and of the And then they had like, oh, it's autumn, and they had like Mickey Mouse riding a pumpkin, and well, then all pumpkins. these people dressed as farmers coming out. Flynn Rider was in the middle of it's it. And then also, when I met my best friend Stitch, you said he went out for a break, and he came back, and you turned to me and went, so there are two Stitch costumes, right? <laughs> he was too quick. Why else would he have bothered to walk around the corner? No, it's the same stitch because he had different different handlers. So I think Stitch went to get his other handlers. That's what happened. I met Stitch. There was one Stitch Jessica. He was there's only one for stitch. like a really quick snack. And as I pointed out to you, because I've been thinking about it, I pointed out to you last week, which was a full 18 months. No, six months after we went, not 18 months. What year is it? We went in October. It was quite a long time ago. Anyway, nearly a year later, I was still thinking about it. And I was like, it isn't two stitches, because why would they bother making two versions of the Halloween costume? Yeah, he only wears for like three hours. Costume. Okay, my song. <laughs> it's Lilo and... Um, this is the Beatles. I've just seen a face, because I suggested I should pick a song that people have heard of before. And by people, I mean myself. Because often I pick songs that Spotify is like, you should like this. So I really like this. Uh, we went to a surprise picnic for my friend Ellen's birthday and we put on our, our friend Izzy's playlist and this was on it. And it's jaunty. It's very nice, I like it. And it's not aggressive EDM that I've never heard before. <laughs> no, for which we're all grateful. You can't dance to this though like you can to, um, for example, say Ferris doing Common Eileen. Now try and skank to it. It's more like bogling, but... Is there a difference between bogling and skanking? Okay. So that's the Beatles. It's really difficult um, to do behind a table. You may not have like heard of them, but it's like very new. Mm-hmm. Um, it's niche, Rosie. That's really niche. Snacks! Snacks. Okay, so the snacks is... Who wants some Haribo? <laughs> <laughs> this is the panto section of it. Yeah. If that goes out, that is why we close the windows. Do you want to throw some? That's that softball, softball training. Fire. Anyone else for? Yeah. Do you want some? Genuine fear over there. <laughs> who who hasn't got some? <coughs> you can throw some to Carl. <laughs> yes, I'm so hungry. What? I throw really, really well in pubs. I don't know what it is. If I have to throw sweets at people when across pubs, I do pubs? really well. I've, never mind. Jessica. <laughs> um, I've caused a problem. What have you done? I'm eating. Uh, and then I panicked and swallowed, and it was a good one. Um, well. Should we do our next segment? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Why did I do it as Michael Scott? Neil and Fed! Neil and Fed. Uh, so this is the segment in which we talk about what we have made and baked recently, or what it's turning into this week, a show and tell, because, like, usually we do a knitting stuff, and a, a knitting stuff, it's a me, a knitting stuff, and um, that's really useless when you can't see what's happening. Um, it's tricky. For the listeners at home, like, go and do the washing up or something. Um, so, uh, Jessica, do you have anything to talk about? No. Why well, do um, so I'm making a quilt, but I didn't bring it with me. Do you want to elaborate? <laughs> I mean, yeah, so, uh, friend of the show, Lucas, uh, 
had a baby a few weeks ago and he's very cute and he's called Hero and Hero will be getting a quilt sometime soon and the aim is to have it in Australia by the time this podcast this episode goes up so except what we said was that I would I'm going to knit a cardigan for him because his dad thinks cardigans are rubbish so yep. I'm going to punish him by sending his son yep. a cardigan so Hero is going to have a lovely quilt and cardi um, but I have not started that so there is now a, ch- a challenge on look I've made a Battenberg out of gummy bears oh my god that's amazing <laughs> I'm going to sell this idea. To who? Um, um, so I have made... I'm going to start... And there will be pictures of the quilt when it's finished, but I um, didn't bring it with me. I have brought my knitting with me. I have a finished object. This is my Rhinelust shawl. Do you want to hold the end of the... And then I'll, I'll just I've, run into I've got, the... I've got the fancy end. No, it's the right way around. So this is the shawl using the Pearl South yarn that we bought on our trip to America. Dude, it's really ago. nice. I see that now. Yeah, and it's called Rhinelust because it's meant to evoke the beautiful waves of the Rhine. <laughs> um, uh, but what it actually uh, is the only main big pattern I can find in this weight of wool, which is three-ply, or laugh amongst yourselves, light fingering. Um, uh, so this is a lovely shawl that I have now finished, which has lace work that then just turns into garter stitch. It's beautiful. It looks like a lovely mermaid. It looks like it's like the story of Splash. Like she's a mermaid and then she dries out and then she's got. And then right at the not, end, not here, you look here. Tom Hanks is a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> a spoiler for the end of the film Splash. Um, and it's very fluffy yarn. It's very nice. It's got a bit of a halo on it though. So. Halo! This is a cardigan. I've brought three and now I feel strange. This is a sweater I'm knitting. I'm going to claim this one's mine. It's called the Jan sweater. Um, Jam. Jan. J A N. Right. Which I have named on Ravelry, sure, Jan, after the meme about the Brady Bunch film. Yeah. Okay, everyone's great. But this is the front of a 50s style sweater, which has ribbing and then some lace really work. Cute. Isn't it great? I think the Brady Bunch film is underrated. And RuPaul is in it as a careers advisor, who his main careers advice is, you better work. Correct. Which is fun if you know RuPaul. That better be spelt with an E. Oh, of course. And then also, I've made a huge mistake. Um, uh, I've got some socks. This is the smooth operator sock in some self-striping yarn. So the yarn itself is stripy. So I don't have so to... So it looks like you've worked really hard and really it's just a sock. Um, I did work really hard. So. Uh, it's very difficult to make this. So this is... The, I've done one sock. Unfortunately, I have two feet, as we've previously covered. <laughs> so I also have half or a third. <laughs> That's of how we sock. came to be friends with Lucas, because he made that joke. Yes, because I was like, well, the problem is... Um, uh, so the, this is the first pair of socks I've ever made with an afterthought heel... So what you do is you... Socks are basically a tube. I don't know if the audience at home have noticed this. Socks are basically a tube. Um, we're blowing minds here at the day of fun. Um, and what you do is you knit past the, the where the heel would go and you put a bit of waist yarn in and then once you get like an inch past the heel you rip it out and you put um, the a little, a little thing. A little hat. Like a little and hat. then a foot hat. <laughs> that is what I always think of the heel as. The, f- the hat of the foot. And then well, I suppose like the toes are more like the hat so the heel would be like the pants. <laughs> I don't ever want to wear socks like, again. Then. Like a sock, it would be like a like a foot sock, like the sock of the foot. It would be like a foot sock, yep. <laughs> but just the end. Where do socks go? Well, then a sock as a as a general. It's the oh, sock it's like of, a bayonet. It's like sock. the sock of the sock. Yeah, anyway, sure. And um, that's how my uh, welly uh, liners um, are, but they they were not that successful. That's an amazing radio gag. <laughs> I've got fried egg eyes. Oh no! I once tried to do that with a chocolate chip biscuit to amuse uh, a gentleman I was seeing. <laughs> We're not together anymore. Uh, you might wonder why the important part of that is past tense. Because uh, uh, and then and then I got crumbs all in my glasses, and somehow the chocolate chip biscuit managed to remove most of my eyeliner as well. So I also then looked 
very bung-eyed <laughs> for the rest of the day. But I'm going to say it was worth it because it's hilarious when people have food for ice. <laughs> no? You know what you could have done? If you'd lick them, they would be a bit sticky and then you could just stick them on the oh, other. No. <laughs> I was going to say put them on your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> you could have just stuck them to your glasses. Oh, my God. Just save them for later. Um, we also... Why are we eating them? <laughs> We also cooked an amazing lentil bake. That was a really good part of the Fed. Moving on, we've moved on to the Fed section. I've moved on to the Fed See, section. See, it's a really like bad pun on the phrase needle and thread. No one ever understands that, but we've mm. we've we've persevered for like a hundred episodes. So um, I've got really sticky eyes. We, yeah, we made a really good lentil bake that was really tasty. And I discovered that you can make the filling into stuffed marrows as well. Yeah, I then ate loads of lentils in the house, but it didn't look as good as when we made it. And That's because the ones great. we used the other day came yeah. out of a tin, so they were really like soft already. Yeah, whereas I had got dried ones. Um, um, I made brownies. I made cupcakes. Oh, what's what happening you, later? Did you, what did you do with the brownies, Rosie? <laughs> I brought them here. Is that what you were meant to, trying to get me set up to say? Yeah. Oh, God, I've left mine at home. Oh, this is a fun joke, because they're yeah. right over there. So. They're all on the bar. We're going to yeah. eat them in a bit. Great times. Um, mine is Speculoos flavour, because Speculoos is the best flavour. Mine are what we have previously referred to on this podcast as crack brownies. Um, um, unfortunately, they're not quite as potent, because I bought the wrong chocolate. Um, but you might say that I'm saving you from yourselves, because that is a potent brownie. Um, you know why? Half a kilo of sugar. Yeah, Thank you, Nigel. Really no flour. No, it's like no fl- like like a sort of like a teaspoon of flour. Oh, yeah. Okay, a bit more than that. I'd just like to clarify. Actually, everyone knows that green olive is actually the best flavor, but that's not a good. What the cake, hell? So, Speculoos is the best um, sweet flavor. We've still got some green olives in our toilet <laughs> because <laughs> when. Um, Mm. <laughs> when housemate Lucy moved in, we had a Troy and Arbit's housewarming themed housewarming, and they have olives in the toilet because they're having a classy party. And we wore blazers because they were blazers. Correct. Yeah. Then you can play. Oh, we had candy cigarettes. Then you can uh, wear them to do blazer tag. Yes. What the hell is blazer tag? Well, it's like laser tag, but with but with uh, sports coats. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Cool, 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 cool. It's Quasar in formal wear. Quasar. I played Quasar and I was really bad at it. You never played Quasar? I've been paint- I was so bad at it. I've been paintballing and to be honest, I did not enjoy it. You know when you go to, go to the shopping centre and there are people there desperately trying to get you to sign up for paintball? Always outside, like, please leave me alone, it was horrible. In Edgware, they are constantly trying to get me to sign up to do, do paintballing or save children with cancer. <laughs> By paint... I've what? combined, I've misunderstood. Yeah, it's very confusing. Um... Yeah, no, paintballing's a painful, greasy... What is that stuff? It's a weird substance, yeah, it's greasy. And also, that's how Ant blinded himself in Bagagroff. Exactly, and I think, like, there is no child in Britain who doesn't, like, a certain generation, who who doesn't know that that paintballing is dangerous. Which one was he? Was he PJ or Duncan? PJ. Then he, because that's when he goes, Duncan, I can't see! I'm a hairy biker! I have one Georgie impression. And they <laughs> Is it also about to turn into Jimmy? Oh, uh, no, it's Sarah Millican. Was it, I'm going to talk to you about pudding and divorce. That's my yeah, Sarah that's Millican impression. Good, yeah. And then every time we watch the hairy bikers, I do the same thing, and, and Lucy's like, what is happening here? So I'm like, oh, say! I've got a lovely spatchcock chicken! Oh, is that have your Dave? I, I really, I don't know how to phrase to you, but, but Dave's not a Geordie. They're all Geordies. <laughs> Where's he from? Yeah, Barrow and Furnace. Lancashire. It's all above the M25. That's true, yeah. It's north of Watford, so I mean, who knows what's going on. So shall we do our new jingle that we haven't properly practised? Yes, I can't know what it is. Uh, would you like to know? <laughs> <laughs> you could have just told me the words. I didn't sing it at you, I whispered it. I know, but it was really funny. It was aggressively close. Are you ready? Two, three, four, one. <laughs> <laughs> now the jingle is just what? <laughs> this is what recording the intro to the podcast was like for about 
the first we'd go ten. I'm Rosie and then we'd have to stop for five minutes while we laughed at the hilarity of having names <laughs> hours it took us hours what Jake? and there was a point where you were trying to record the outro and I had to leave the room because you found it <laughs> we were laughing so hard at you going if you would like to read more about the show and we were like whoa <laughs> Ministry of Silly Walks this is the funniest thing that's ever happened yeah Del Boy thought falling through the bar has got nothing on us do you want to do the intro this bit <sighs> yep <laughs> counting in <laughs> Well, it's not going to be in sync. What would you like to know? What would you like to know? Hey! So usually at this point we do, what have we seen this week? What have we seen this week? But instead, that doesn't really work as a... a I mean, it doesn't really work as an audio thing. So we're like, I've read an online article. Go and find it yourself. We'll link to it. There's a really funny picture of a dog. I saw an amazing dog yesterday, which I have to tell you about, even though we're not technically doing this feature. It was really small and really furry, but it was kind of had like straight long hair. So it had a sort of mop look to it, but it had really short legs. Mm. Um, and it, it sort of... it. Each leg bounced in a bit like I cut. I mean, again, not a visual. Is it like a, the dog that won crafts, which I think should be shot? No, <laughs> no, it was cute. That one was horrifying. That looked like a sort of sea. Um, th- you know, the things under the sea that kind of go. Like, yeah, but also like a dust um, ruffle. Yeah, there's what a valance. A valance. A valance. A valance. They look like a furry valance that someone yeah. has stuck the head of a like smaller a, like dog a, on. Like a Richie valance. It was horrible. It should be shot as a genetic abomination. Now, this thing was really cute, but it was like, you know, when children are learning to walk and they haven't worked out that they can just move one foot, you don't have to jump each time. It's doing that. Okay, so we're going to do a Q&A. Oh, fucker. I mean, oh no. We don't have an explicit rating on iTunes, so I've never applied for one. I think we've got away with it so far. Well, now it just says, us any. Which I just say what that means. Okay, so, so we have uh, some questions from... I wrote down more as well. The internet and from our audience here. Um, okay. Okay. So we have a question um, from Claire on Twitter. He says, You always sound like you get on so well, but what have you argued about in the past or as children? <laughs> Probably um, like... <laughs> that, that laugh from the audience was our dad. Um, Probably like who was sitting on what chair or something. I would like to bring two words to the floor, Jessica. Is it going to be chocolate factory? <laughs> no, because that's way too contentious. <laughs> yes. No, that wasn't an argument. That wasn't an argument. What was? Dragon shape sausage roll. Okay, right. I once had a tantrum because the National Trust House in Wales we went to advertised having a dragon shaped sausage roll and they were sold out and I had a meltdown. <laughs> I, I, to be fair, I think if you advertise a dragon-shaped sausage roll and then you have to explain I, to a three-year-old that you don't have I any. disagree with how I expressed that disappointment. But I imagine being told you could see a dragon in my mind. It is a perfect cutout of the, of the, the, Welsh, dragon, dragon. the Welsh dragon from the flag. Um, no, the two words I would like to use are sleep watches. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you're incorrect and wrong on that front. Okay, so I used to wear an analogue watch. And then when I went to bed, I would switch to a digital watch for sleeping in. <laughs> Because that way, when I woke up in the night, it was easier to check the time. <laughs> and Jessica maintains that this is the act of a dangerous lunatic. <laughs> because you call it a sleep watch. But it really... I didn't is, until this came up. It wasn't like time for sleep watches. It's, it's a pyjama watch, is what you have. People take off their clothes and put on their pyjamas. So you take off your day watch and you put on your night watch, which makes it a pyjama watch. Yes, but that's not a thing. Why do you need to know what time is illuminated? Because when I wake up, I need to get data. Do you not have like a clock radio or something, or a clock, or like phone? Thank God, people invented smartphones. Well, see, now I have a Fitbit, so it's a day to night look. So she Um, just just wears it. Whereas I don't wear any jewelry of any description. I used to wear so much, and I had to take it all off. It took hours to get into bed. We shouldn't have worn like the full suit of armor, should you? Um, Yeah. 
I maintain that it is. Ne- I want to know what the time is. I have an illuminated clock face. I can look. I can start a stopwatch if I so wanted. I think the only time it's good to know the only the only occasion when it's good to know what time it is when you wake up is if you wake up and you think it's time to get up and then you check the time and you've got like two more hours and you can go back to sleep and it's really good. Other than that, you do not need to know what the time is if you're asleep. You're incorrect. Why aren't you asleep? Well, because I'm too busy looking at the time. Oh, I see. I think I found the problem. So yeah. Pajama watches. Okay, uh, we have a, a question, which is, which person from history's tweets would you most like to read? From Helen J. <laughs> Thanks, Helen J, for your question. Um, I would have to say, I'm going to answer all of well, these in a pageant please. style, by the way. Um, and harsher penalties for parole violators, Stan. It's a miscongeniality <laughs> reference for the people that have... <laughs> but she, it's okay, she really does want world peace. I told you to tell you. I did not know how to is the news. I don't know how to do that. Why is the Washington Post calling you at this time? Because, because they need to tell me that 50 years ago in Glacier National Park, grizzlies mauled two campers, killing them both and changing how we deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, thank God you didn't turn your notifications off. Uh, God damn you, Yogi Bear. So anyway, um, um, okay, so right. Which person from history's tweets would you most like to read? <laughs> That's just someone liking the, uh, the show account. I was wondering, who like, who's been mauled now? Um, um, I think Oscar Wilde would have been really good on Twitter. Oh, uh, yeah, very good value for money. Also, um, like, Bette Davis and Joan Crawford. Yes, yeah, so you'd have to follow both of them and occasionally mute. It's like when Katy Perry shades Taylor Swift. Yeah, that would have been amazing. Which I'm personally very interested in. Um, who would you like? I think... Um, the first person I thought of was Amelia Earhart. Because she'd and be I, like, guys, don't get me. I don't, on this island. I don't know if that's just because that is the pageant answer from the beginning of Whippet and everyone else is saying, which, which person would you most like to have dinner with? And we're like, my grandfather and this and that and the other. And she's like, Amelia Earhart. I know, that's just silence. Um, but yeah, she could be tweeting. I do not know where I am, but they seem to have Wi-Fi. So, um, <laughs> guys, guys, please. Um, yeah. I will think of a probably better one. Like in three days' time. In about three days' time, and I will let you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll put it on the show Twitter. PG would. Oh yeah, that. There would are be some really good t- uh, tw- Twitters which collect like quotes from PG Woodhouse and tweet them out. But my bet, my favorite one of those is Nigel Slater quotes, and it just does quotes from Nigel Slater, and it's like a plum is a marvelous thing, and you're like, <laughs> Nigel, you're so right, a plum is a marvelous thing. Would, would you not want to follow all of the Mitfords? I mean, you would have to mute some of them, but then think of the quote, the, the quote retweeting you could get because the they would ones. definitely tweet at each other yeah yeah and then I could talk about the Mitfords for another 45 minutes so that's how we're going to fill the rest of this podcast um oh god yeah no I mean that would be really good but then I have to follow literal Nazis you would but but it's 2017 so for research you, you can never tell these days okay um do you want to pick one so we've done that one okay uh from Lewis C we have what do you think of the new bake-off trailer have you seen it? I have seen it. Well, Lewis, thank you for asking. Um, I was not as horrified as much of Twitter seemed to be, but it's, like, fine, I guess. Yeah, it's wrong and I hate it. Um, because I think, I think my response was, eh. it's, it's loads of singing baked goods. To the tune of the Frog's Chorus. It's not the Frog's Chorus. What is it? It's a poem. Is that the Frog Chorus? Yeah. I assume the frog's chorus would have more to do with frogs. It has nothing to do with... But imagine, like, that all is... Why is everyone not singing the frog's chorus? I assumed it was going to be, like, the laughing gnome, but about frogs. No, it's just... It's like frogs sitting... Like, imagine them sitting on a, like, on a log. Frogs on a log singing a song. But these were, like, volivants. 
Yes. And then, whatever, what really annoyed me was they had Paul's le- Brian, Brian, like, yeah, li- the lion, lion from, bread. From, and that uh, is from prison, prison Governor Paul. Had that the, is from yeah. Bake Off Classic. And yeah. I feel like you have burnt that bridge. I think, I think they do, yeah, the copyright, I don't think they have the rights to that, so. They certainly don't have the moral right to it. It was, I mean, it, I guess it was more of a, it was an, an homage and a, and a pastiche and a shout out and a reference, Scab. so I think Scab. that's fine. But um, yeah, also, I didn't want to like it from the off because. I like the rumours that none of them are getting on because the rumour, it was like, Noel is getting told off for telling two weird weird jokes that you can't show on 8pm and Sandy Toxic is in the corner knitting and I was like, yes, Sandy, you <laughs> sit in that if corner. If you hire Noel Fielding, what were you expecting? Yeah, it's going to be real bad. Um, I'm going to hate watch it. Uh, okay. If you could pick any music, movie, slash book, slash story and turn it into a musical, what would it be and why? And that is from our dear friend Grace in Texas. Hi Grace. Hi Grace. Interesting fact. Thank you to Facebook for this. It is um, two years to two the day, years to day that we met Grace, and she was our, our first listener we that we knew. Accidentally, of we never dressed the same. We did. Rosie and Grace even had like the same hair and glasses on. It was really impressive. Um, into a musical. Yeah. See, one of your favourite stories has already been turned into a musical, which is Daddy Long Legs. True. Um, shall I leap in here? Jump in. I mean, I will say that when I was watching Frozen, I was watching and thinking, well, it's a Broadway musical waiting to happen, but it is already a, becoming a Broadway musical. So, yes. Okay, Do I you have one. Go, yes. go, cause I don't um, as, and, But all things, I would like the children's book Time Stops for No Mouse, right. which is the adventures of a clockmaker mouse called Hermix Tantamok, who has a pet ladybird called Turflet. And in my favourite section, he makes some soup. <laughs> um... And it's a real good. And I think it has musical potential. But you'd have to have them dressed as mice, though. Maybe you could teach real mice to sit. No. <laughs> Do you know? I, so Disney I once Pixar. watched. Yeah, I once when animated musical. I once yeah. watched the beginning of Two Thousand One: A Space Odyssey when I was at university, and I was with my improv group, who, needless to say, were not the uh, audience for me. Then going, how do they get all those monkeys to like pick up the bones and smash them? That must take ages to train. <laughs> and everyone pointed out that those are people in monkey suits, <laughs> and it didn't really take very long to train them. But I thought they had spent a long time. And they got them to ride horses for Planet of the Eight. Horses, Jessica! In, I mean, I in like Arthur, he's an aardvark, but he has a pet dog. In Sylvanian families, they keep horses as slaves. Horses! <laughs> and yeah, they're bad. I mean, yeah, I want to see a badger ride a horse. I want to see a badger do anything. They're the greatest mammal. Yeah. Britain's largest carnival. <laughs> Melees, Melees. That's their Latin name. It means badger, badger. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> have you ever seen a film? What are films? What's Mesh? I have seen, I, I definitely know there is a book that I've read, multiple books that I've read that I've read imagining the film in my head and I was doing this to one just the other day and I can't remember what it is. Okay. Our Twitter feed in the next few days is going to be very insightful. Okay. Uh, which TV show most deserves a revival? That is from Lucy, a woman I have never met. <laughs> um... Okay, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a program called Dark Angel. Um, oh yes, it needs it needs a t- it just needs a TV movie. It doesn't need a whole series, just a TV movie. Um, and I would really like them to reboot Dollhouse, which is Joss Whedon's very strange post Angel show, because it stars Elijah Dushku, who um, what can I say? Can't act. Uh, but so she's plays a woman who's like she's a blank slate, and people like hire people out and get personalities put in their brains for purposes, and. They should redo it with Tatiana Maslany, who is an orphan black, who plays like five or six different characters. And sometimes I'm watching it, and I was once watching it. Uh, no, we were talking about doing cosplay, and I only said, well, we should cosplay as those characters. And I would be Alison, but I guess I should be this one because she's taller. She's not taller! They're all the same person, but the acting is so good. Um, so they should remake Doll's House with Tatiana Maslany, because I'm sure all she wants to do is keep playing 
weird part. Right. So you're going for a reboot as opposed to a revival. I guess so. But Dark Angel, they should definitely Dark revive. Angel, they should definitely revive. A... Agreed, 100%. Uh, we have an answer from the audience. Survivors, rubbish so, BBC programme, but they left them in, the, in an aeroplane in midair. Yes, that is hear. really bad. Oh, that is shoddy. Irritating. I hate it when that happens yeah. so much. On Dark Angel, they left them on top of a roof. Yeah. I mean, like, they, were, they weren't stranded. <laughs> um, but it's very annoying when that happens. Jessica. I'm, I'm going with Dark Angel. That's a perfect answer. What is our favourite sister act slash duo from film or TV? Okay, mine is Bing Crosby and <laughs> Danny What's His yeah, Face doing the sister's yeah. routine from White Christmas. Danny Kay in White Christmas. Yeah. Sisters. Alpha? Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah, they're strong, yeah. At the beginning. When and then more. again at the end. Not in the middle. Well, isn't that a metaphor for love? I think Kit and Dottie are the, the, the good film sisters. From A League of Their Own. Yes, and also uh, Nani and Lilo. There's a great AV Club article that we have linked to on our Twitter many a time about how Lilo and Stitch is the true Disney film about sisters. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it's just great and also has my best friend Stitch in it. Um, it. It's the lock screen on my phone is me meeting Stitch. It is. I took thousands of pictures of you doing that. Yes. <laughs> um, and they were all worth it. And um, it was the best thing that ever happened. Uh, do, do one more of these. Uh, if you could live in an animated series or film, which would it be and why? From our friend Natalia. Um, I think Ratatouille would be really good because the food would be great, although not very sanitary. Well, but you see, I, when we rewatched it recently... They do go through the dishwasher. And they all go through the dishwasher and Remy like, washes his hands and you see him wash his hands a lot. And he says, you got to wash, we can't walk around on our paws because then we get food. And, and then his brother Emil is eating garbage. Emil is a bit stupid, though. I really respond to Emil. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that is a good animated series. I was thinking about this because I misread it at first. I thought it was just said TV series. And I think we've talked about this before, which is things like, you wouldn't want to go to Greendale. You wouldn't want to work for Dunder Mifflin. Probably wouldn't want to live in Pawnee because you'd probably be a fat bigot because they're all eating yeah. um, paunch burgers all the time. Um, but and like maybe I, like various other series. exciting places, you die or run the risk of like zombie apocalypse or demon. Yeah, you wouldn't want to like, live in Sunnydale if you live. Yeah, because they have that sign that says population that's constantly falling. And then the sign falls, but only because Spike drives into it. Yeah, I'm sticking with Ratatouille. Okay, um, I think I'd make a great Disney princess. Sure. Yep. Yep. Sure. So I'm just gonna say that. Um, and we have a question from Emma, who says, "If live from my zombie ate your brain, what quirky traits would she inherit that week?" It's a great question. That's a great question. <laughs> so if you haven't seen, I Zombie is a procedural uh, d- like detective show, except the main character is a zombie who, when she eats brains, gets flashes of the person's brain's memory and bits of their personality trait. And the best one is when uh, Major, who is her very hunky boyfriend, on and off again boyfriend, eats a teen girl brain and is acting like it. And like, crucially, Liv has eaten the dad's brain. Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> And I, they, I can't believe that Major didn't win the um, the, the sweeps. They not sweeps, but they yeah. had like a bracket. They had brackets for who is the best brain. And he didn't win. He it was an, it was a fifty fifty tie between Major on teenage girl brain and Liv on um, dungeon master brain, which I thought was fine. But no teen girl brain. No teen girl brain. Mm, what quirky traits? Quirky traits. Um, there'd be yarn everywhere yeah yarn everywhere she'd have to take all the jewellery off before she went to bed <laughs> she'd have a lot of time watches she'd have to have, have buy more watches um, uh, puns puns I think many for me puns. it'd be really awful puns um, like the fact that my housemate now leaves a moment when she says I'm going to go and put the kettle on she leaves a pause so I can say will it suit you <laughs> um, which is not original but is very funny she'd love a, she'd love a quiz 
She'd love a quiz. She'd, she'd love a quiz. Love quizzes. Yeah. We haven't had a quiz this week. We have not had a quiz this week. Oh my god, why should we not do a quiz? Oh, that's too late. Um, yeah, she'd, yeah, she'd just really enjoy knowing the answers to stuff, I think, if she was me. <laughs> okay. Um, In this modern time, don't think it doesn't often occur to me that it's a good thing I'm a girl, because otherwise I'd get I'd mansplain all the time. <laughs> um, well, actually... <laughs> Uh, I, I, I usually go for um actually because that's that's less um actually you guys I know the answer to this it's like really interesting okay. I heard it on 99% Invisible and uh shall we do this one and then end with that one yes uh, which, I didn't read either of those but sure <laughs> which TV slash film characters most deserve their, deserve their own spin-off I would like to see a spin-off of a spin-off and have Niles have his own spin-off because <laughs> Niles from Fraser yes. is pretty much my favourite character that's a really in good one. and I would love the adventures of Niles um Anything involving like the, the comic relief sidekick from uh, anything. I want to see the adventures of Joshua from from Dark Angel. That's since we've mentioned it. I've recently started watching Grimm. I think Monroe should have his own show. That, that probably means nothing to anyone because I don't know anyone else who's watched it. How Mon- do? Yeah, um, yeah. Well, you should have a spin-off. Yes. <laughs> um. Oh, I really want Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Jason Statham to have their own spin-off from Fast and Furious Eight, but luckily they've commissioned it. Yeah. <laughs> Because there's a whole scene where they're in a prison and there's a prison break and they do parkour through a prison brawl. So everyone else is like, that's how prisoners fight, I don't know if you're aware. And they're just like doing this parkour and Dwayne is being Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh, and very well hydrated and he eats a lot of cod. He's a he lot has like of six cod. or seven Staggering meals a day most of which cod. Uh, maybe Lily from Modern Family. Which, oh, the, the child. The, the, the little girl. Um, so so much in, snark. In season eight of Archer, there's a whole thing which is all, it's all in Archer's head and it's like a, a noir and Pam, yep. who is my favourite character, is a detective who you realise halfway through the season is actually a man <laughs> called Poozy. And he's got a load of trafficked Chinese women in his flat. Okay. But there are all the way through the series, like little flashes of his home life, which are really lovely. And like what he's hoping to ha- that will happen with all of his Chinese brides. Oh, is it like in My Name is Elle when he goes into a coma and it's like a sit- lovely sitcom? Yes. Yeah. I'd quite like to see Poozy's adventures. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd watch more of Earl's, Earl's sitcom. I mean, he, like, he's obviously the main character, so that's not really a spin-off. But it's that's just like a, a show. <laughs> yeah, it's sweet. Okay, and finally we'll have, um, who's your favourite obscure Muppet? Now, we covered our top five Muppets in episode 89, yeah. um, but uh, it's a good place to end. Just who's your favourite obscure Muppet? Mm, I'm going to have to say Bean Bunny. Okay, mine is Sal Manila. It's not very obscure, but... The monkey from the 90s who hangs out with Johnny Fiamma, who, uh, from Muppets Tonight, which I know that they were doing a... I've read so many articles about Salmonella. Uh, they were doing a workshop of um, new Muppets, and somebody had the Johnny Fiamma one, who's like a Frank Sinatra-style lounge singer, and nobody's paying attention, so Brian Henson picked up this monkey and went, Hey, everybody, shut up and listen to Johnny Fiamma! And he's a really cute monkey called Salmonella. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. He's not, he's not like Typhoid Mary. But he could be. <laughs> what a place to end the show. Um, typhoid monkey. Doesn't work. Oh. How did they hit the bones? I mean, it does look like real monkeys until you think about it and it's clearly people in monkeys. Like, yeah, they're clearly monkeys. You can basically see the seams and the elastic on their heads. <laughs> they could be real monkeys. It's a really weird film. I, I believe you. Like 30 minutes of it as a screensaver. There's a bit where it's just like, oh, I'm going to go out of the spaceship. And then it's just like, colours, colours, colours. You're an old man that has an obelisk. And then it ends. And you're like, could have watched Crank one and a half times. I watched um, some of Secret Life of Pets yesterday, but I didn't see the beginning. I came in about two thirds of the way, th- half of the way through. Um, and I was watching it thinking, I don't really know what's going on. And then a minute later, I thought, I don't think this is really any good. And then a bit, minute after that, I thought, I think this might be a surrealist masterpiece. <laughs> So that I recommend it. Okay, give it a go. What 
Is that why we're ending the show? Or maybe go and see The Secret Life of Pets. It might be terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, I'm going to play the outro, and then, which unfortunately has the music already comes with me going, if you'd like to hear more about... So we'll talk over that. <laughs> and then we're going to have some cake. Yeah, because that's not good. I love cake. I love cake also. Um, thank you ever so much for coming, everybody, um, to our hundredth show, to our first live show. Um, we're going to go eat cake, have some more podcast juice, and have a lovely time. We have to clear out by five because there is a regular reading group in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Although, we'll find out what their book is and maybe join them. Well, may- maybe it's one of the ones we've read. If it's only if it's divergent or insurgent, because we've read none of the rest of them. But if they are reading the book about the man who get- loses his legs in the uh, in the book pulper, then we're gone. To find out more and to read show notes, find links and photos for this and past episodes, you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at say hello to rosieandjessica at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at the Day of Fun Show. Rosie and Jessica t-shirts are now available. You can shop for all your Day of Fun needs at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash ohmygreyhounds. And now you can become a monthly subscriber and support Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun at our Patreon. Just visit patreon.com forward slash Rosie and Jessica. Thanks for listening.